Episode of the Fantasy Podcast. Your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going over there? It's good, man. I am just finishing up um, my berry binge. I I think I think I've talked about the show like for three consecutive weeks, so I'm not going to say <laughs> too much. But it's a great show. I recommend it to literally anyone. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's been a crazy weekend of shows. Invincibles getting so good. Uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier ended. That was great. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I can't stop thinking about it, even though it wasn't the best movie. It it was. I don't know. Apparently, it's uh, leaving its mark. So yeah, it's been a it's been a fun weekend. So, but also we have two guests with us today. Uh, we have returning guest Dom. How's it going, man? Hey, oh, it is. Uh, it's going. I'm uh, preemptively angry about all the movies. I'm not gonna get. Um, so I've got some extra liquor with me. I'm ready to, I'm ready to fight. And, uh, first time on the show, we have Kristen. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing pretty well. I was like, I was thinking about this today because Dominic just got me starting to watch the league. So I'm very like draft mindset oriented right now. <laughs> nice. That's a great show. Super underrated. I think, I mean, that, I, that's the first thing I ever saw Jason Manzoukas on. And it's just like, <sighs> same Kristen's and then he keeps doing that i I love it um have y'all been watching anything fun lately um i just finished going through handmaid's tale for the first time and now i'm not allowed to watch the last episode of season three until dominic is ready to watch it so that we can do it right into season four yeah we're gonna watch it the night before or the day of maybe and also i've i've been lucky enough to share with her my my uh, obsession of a TV show, which is The Challenge. Um, oh, it's America's gosh. fifth sport. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's the oh, greatest uh, competition reality show of all time. That's uh, all we watching. do now. Yeah, that's all we do. Because she, there's 36 seasons of it, I think, in total. So we've been we've been knocking them out. <laughs> that's the only reason I haven't started. Because I know once I do, it's mm-hmm. over. There's- it is all consuming. Yeah, it's no, a black that's, hole. That's my key personality trait now is <laughs> yeah. favorite challenger, challenge character so far person i guess they're real people i was just i never know how to like phrase it right like cast member athlete um <laughs> athlete, professional athlete we are big ct fans in this CT, house the banana um, guy johnny bananas is is another he's yeah, another temper. love to hate hate to love in the house um honestly i'm most excited about this week they're showing the reunion episode for the newest season and it's going to be so good it's gonna be great and i'm already i'm already looking forward to next season because every uh every season she and i and my dad actually and anyone else who wants to join because i still haven't met enough people who love the challenge we draft uh the the people each season and have a cool basically like a fantasy league for that season of the of the challenge it's a good time i do that for big brother so oh nice I, i get it you know Oh, but Big Brother, Big Brother sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I, it sucks, and I can't stop watching it. I need help. Uh, <laughs> uh, but enough of the jibber jabber. We're here to break hearts and end friendships. 
Um, this draft is going to be crazy. Kyle, you want to tell the people at home what we're doing? Yes. So we are uh, coming back with our series, Acolytes of Film. We talked about the 60s, and now we're talking about the, the 1970s, uh, just one of the most wild decades in movie history. Uh, so same as last time, we are we each get four picks. Um, we're going to do three because there's four of us, but Dom convinced us otherwise because, again, there's just <laughs> way too many to choose from. So might be a longer pod, but it's okay because we get to talk about movies. Um, and to decide the order, as always, we have a list game. What's our list game this week, Damon? The ABCs of movie franchises, okay? So, you know, it has to be the name of the franchise, essentially. We, you know, we can always veto it, but I'm sure we... We're all going to be pretty good at this one. Um, Kristen, you can go first with A. Dom, you got C, and you can get D, Kyle. All right, good? cool. Sorry, so did you say I'm going second or third? Second. Second. You're going second. So for A, I'm going to start off with Alien. Solid. On uh, on topic. Uh, Borat, does that count? Because there's two of them? Yes. Nice. The Cars franchise. Excellent pick. Nice. Universally beloved franchise. Um, let's go with the Die Hard franchise. Greatest Christmas movie of all time. That's what I've heard. For E, I'm going to go with the Expendables. Nice. nice. For F, I'll go with the one that just refuses to die in Fast and Furious. They go into space. Even faster, even more furious. Even more furious. And I have G. Why did I do that? <laughs> G. Oh, well, then. I'm blanking. Five. That's three. This is love. Two. Where's this my plan? I've got nothing. Oh, got nothing yeah. is not a franchise. That, unfortunately, <laughs> got nothing. Yeah, got nothing. Uh, only had one, and it tanked at the box office. I'm so, yeah. I'm so sorry. With our new rule, go where you have to do G right, and then it goes from there. Oh, no problem, Damon. Who are you gonna call? Uh, Ghostbusters. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who their names are. Yeah. Damn. I forgot the All name right. of the company. <laughs> All right, that takes us back to Kristen for H. For H, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Nice. On brand. Uh, for I, I'll go with Indiana Jones. Nice. Um, all right, let's go with Jurassic Park. Na, 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 na. I'm going to go with Kill Bill. Good one. Um, oh, I just had it. Lord of the Rings. No, the Oof. correct answer was Land Before Time. <laughs> oh, I actually was thinking that. I couldn't sleep last night, and I was going through the Alphabet game. And I was stuck on L. I was like, oh, Land Before Time. That's a great one. There's only, 80, there's only 86 of them. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. Hmm. Five. Oh, there's a, a big one. Four. Four. Does the Marvel Cinematic Universe count? Three. The MCU. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's the franchise. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Cool. There's like multiple franchises inside yeah. of it, but okay. Yeah, it counts. Uh, I have N then. Um, 
much like Nicolas Cage himself, he is a national treasure. He is not a national treasure. Yes, he um, is. Bring us number three. <laughs> you cowards. <laughs> um, for O, I will go with the Oceans series. Ooh, I love it. Uh, let's go with Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. All right. Uh, also super on brand is uh, Quarantine. There's a second Quarantine? There is a second Quarantine. Oh, wow. All the one done. that time forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, for R, I will say Rambo. Nice. Um, let's go with the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Shocking. I thought you were using Sam Raimi as the S for a second. Like, <laughs> Sam Raimi is the Evil Dead. Sam <laughs> uh, for T, I'm gonna go with the Terminator. U is bullshit. <laughs> what did you call me? U is bullshit. I feel like okay. I'm gonna make an <laughs> argument for being able to say Unbreakable mm. because Unbreakable was the first one, and yeah. then Split that was and. Is, oh, hold on. Yeah, that's Unbreakable. A, that's a trilogy was, of movies, but yeah. it has a specific title, and it's not the Unbreakable trilogy. Uh, I don't know if. Uh, okay, you. Call seventy seven. Yeah, funny. it's the the train that he was on. Oh, uh, okay. Five. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give up. I I don't have a U. All right. Um, um, that passes on to uh, Kyle. Yeah, this is this is tough. This is harder than Q. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, uh, the Underworld franchise. Ah, there you go. You motherfucker! <laughs> That's not the first Fuck. time that has saved me. I think last week, Damon, or the week before, I used Underworld too. <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah, oh, and I hate these movies too. <laughs> uh, for V, I'm gonna go with Van Wilder. <laughs> great, Van Wilder. great pick. Uh, let's see. W. Um, five, four, three. There's only one Watchmen movie. Shit. Two, one. Yeah, that's it. All right, Kristen. Is, is Kyle a sexist for not thinking of Wonder Woman? That's really the, the question of the. Am movie. I a sexist, or did I just forget that terrible <laughs> second movie? Did I yeah. just forget? <laughs> you mean uh, where Wonder Woman went to the '80s and there was no '80s music in the movie? Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, biggest sin of that movie. <laughs> I would just like to say I predicted the order of how we were going to go out. <gasps> wow, oh, nice. Okay. But will that be the draft order, Kristen? You get to choose. It will not be the draft order. I don't want to go first because I don't want my first choice essentially chosen for me. So I would like to go third. I am going to put Kyle first, followed by Damon, then me, then Dominic. So it's Katie, Katie. Okay. I like that. Okay. I like it. Well, if I like being second, but we never drafted last. We'll see how, how it goes. The turnaround's could be dangerous. You okay? Yeah, you could come away with the draft. That's why I like to be third. You don't get too much, you know, shit if like you don't pick the right two in a row. That's for right. Dominic. And then I oh, get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> expectations. 
Plus, you get to sort of predict what you think I'm going to pick and then exactly. strategize. Right, Smart. right. That's oh, what I get for being so good at the alphabet. Well, you okay, so Kyle has the first pick. What you got? <laughs> all right, so, I mean, there's a big elephant in the room. There's one that I'm pretty sure all four of us were going to be going for. And I almost like, didn't want to go for it because it's, like, it's just so obvious. But, of course, I'm talking about George Lucas's magnum opus thx1138 just kidding star wars mm-hmm. uh, nope too late the pick has been submitted nope that's it <laughs> just everyone go watch that movie it's great uh star wars man I mean, come on we we've gotta we've gotta rep star wars it is impossible to watch this movie and be cynical like i don't care how old it is i don't care how dated the effects are you watch this movie and it's just like absolute joy on screen the franchise gets better, but like you can't really top like the really simple formula that the first one does. Um, and yeah, like it's just it's groundbreaking in every sense of the word. I love the, you know, it's easy to hate Luke in the first movie, but I love the hero's journey he goes on. And I you mean, mean it's we went just, to get some power converters. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that side story. Um, yeah, I got to see him get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's just it's iconic. I love the. Uh, that singular shot of him, you know, like the binary sunset is just like, sometimes people like forget that it's actually a beautiful movie. Like it's just kind of a fun movie, but then there's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, I mean, I have a lot of other favorites from this decade, but this one, this is the one that like, you know, all four of us were going to be going for it. So I had to, I'm really glad I got first. So thank you, Kristen. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, before we really dig into this, I think felt like it needed to be the first pick. We're going to go to a quick break. All right. And we are back from break. Just breaking down the first pick of the draft with, uh, the classic star Wars. What do you guys think? Um, Yeah, it's, it's, you have to, I mean, it had to be the pick. It had to be the first pick. Um, we talked about it a little bit, like it's, it was almost a little bit boring, but at the same time, like there, there was not another answer. Um, we all know each other because we're all nerds, and we met on an online nerd group. <laughs> the reason I'm a nerd, uh, at least a big reason I think, is because my uncle was a huge nerd, and he was a huge Star Wars nerd. And I don't remember a time in my life that Star Wars was not something that I was obsessed with. Um, I loved New Hope was my favorite, like as a kid. For some reason, I loved seeing uh, Han and Luke get in the the stormtrooper armor for some reason that was just like the coolest weirdest thing for me as a child um but i mean it's just it's you can't say enough great things about it it's it's why we're here it's why like when i became a nerd about harry potter i I compared it to being a nerd about star wars and so it's it had to be the first pick it's a great Kristen, how do you feel about star wars i mean similar to dominic i can't overstate the like personal significance this has had in my life both like as a kid and in the now times because I mean my my nickname is Han Solo in our group of friends so I mean I don't know what else to say at that point I also think it's important just even like in I like to look at these drafts in the context of like when they were made and just you can't understate the like cinematic achievement that it was and I love that it was like it's like an underdog story. I mean, one of my favorite stories about like when Star Wars came out is that so many kids wanted the toys for Christmas and George Lucas had not anticipated this. And so a lot of parents gave their kids like essentially like IOUs for Star Wars toys for like whenever they first were going to come out. 
And I can't think of anything like that that's ever happened since about anything. That's pretty cool. I love it. I mean, this, is, of course, is one of my favorite franchises. I've watched every single one over and over and over again. And this one just, it's its special, not only because it's the first one, but I, I feel like it's the only truly standalone movie as far as, like, the Star Wars franchise. All the other ones are tied up into the canon and the past and the future. This just, when it came out, it was just number one. It was the only movie that was planned. And it's so good from beginning to end. It's, it tells its own story. And, and you just really want to find out more about these space wizards and these crazy lightsabers that you see. And this, I mean, seeing Darth Vader on screen for the first time as a kid was, yeah, was an uh, experience. <laughs> and just going forward from there is just, I love it. So Kyle, uh, anything you want to say about Star Wars before we move on for this obvious first pick? Yeah, I just, this is one case where, like, like I said, I almost, I had it much lower just because, one, I didn't think I would get the first pick, but also it was just like, this is, we can almost just go without saying this is, belongs in this draft, but um, I think that we can forget how important it is, kind of like what Kristen said, especially when it came out, like, before this, there was not, you know, there was Jaws, and that was pretty much it, like, there was this kind of uh, formed the the modern blockbuster. So I think it's it's incredibly important for just movies in general. It is. Um, and if you didn't pick it, then uh, I was going to, you know, so. <laughs> so uh, while we hear this train in my background, I'm going to decide my second pick. Um, I could go so many different directions, but I'm going to go with the movie that I had never seen before last year. Just don't if you just don't take my pick, Damon. I will murder you. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to take that. Um, I don't even know what your pick's going to be, man. Um, but this movie just captivated me, and I could see why it spawned so many sequels, and why it's so freaky. And <laughs> the mood of the movie is just. And I'm talking about. Alien. Of course. I can see the pain. See <laughs> it hurts it. so bad. It hurts so bad right now. <laughs> oh, it's so good, though. I mean, the way it's shot, the the silence. I always talk about movies that like play with with negative sound or just nothing at all. And this movie does it so well. It builds the tension. The alien itself is so freaky. So, so creepy. And then our girl... Sigourney is just like so badass. Um, you see her just being like hesitant and reluctant for this whole thing, and then shit goes crazy and she handles it. Um, she survives, she kicks ass with that crazy what is that thing called again? The xenomorph. No, the uh, oh, the uh thick machine she gets in. Uh, oh no, that's in aliens. That's in the second one. Yeah, no, she gets in far inferior aliens. What? Does she not get in something at, at the end of Alien? She gets in that in in the second one because she it's about to kill the girl and she's you know get away from her you bit like the big you know iconic line. That's that's definitely in the second one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I think I don't think you should be allowed to pick Alien now. Yeah. Well, let's just give that to Dom. <laughs> you should have to pick something else. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, apparently I'm getting you know both movies mixed up, but I, they're both amazing. But no, the first one just how creepy and suspenseful it is. I, I just love it. So, Dom, how do you feel about this pick? I have so much <laughs> hatred just coursing through my veins right now. I've never felt this, I've never felt this upset about losing out on a pick. Uh, 
this so New Hope had to be the first pick, but this is my favorite movie of of the decade. Um, I still think it's the greatest suspense, um, like horror slash suspense thriller movie ever made. It's just a, from start to finish, it's like it's slightly under two hours, and from start to finish, you're on the edge of your seat. You're you're interested in what's going on. It, it it's it's like simultaneously maintains this tension while also being methodical and just perfect and creepy and like living in the silence and letting the silence be creepy and not over stimulating it. I look, I could, I wrote so much about this movie because I love it so much. It's Can just attest. perfect. It's also still like she, like you said, she's still one of the most badass women in, uh, <clears throat> in film. She was also like, in a genre that is dominated by sort of seeing who the last man standing against the monster can be. She was went against that. Um, Cinematography is incredible. (laughs) The practical effects are incredible. It's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I fucking hate you. And that's an incredible pick. You should hate Kristen because she put you last. (sighs) Oh, and also the thing that I, one of the things I love most about it is one of the things that I love most about what George did with star Wars it was one of the first times we go into space and it's not clean and polished and everything yes. looks fancy. It is dirty and grimy and you can tell people have lived there and that just makes it immediately immersive and, that's a, yeah, and that's a good feels point. like a real, it feels real um, and thought out. And it's, yeah, Ridley Scott, when he is uh, at the top of his game is, is incredible. So oh, fuck you. <laughs> Kirsten, uh, what do you think of Alien? I think it's an excellent pick. I like what you guys were saying about the practical effects. And I mean, I I always forget that it was made in the 70s. It just feels much more modern than that. But I mean, the practical effects really do give you this idea. I mean, going into it, I could see being like, how do I relate to like somebody who's in space fighting aliens? But like, you really do feel like, you know, you're right there. I love Sigourney Weaver. I love that this is a movie resting so heavily on like a female lead who is a rocket scientist and a badass and is stunning, but she's not like hypersexualized or anything like that. I think it's, it's an incredible achievement. And I think it's a good way to use like negative space, negative sound, like we were saying with the silences and things like that. It's just such a smart, good movie. Smart is a great word for this movie. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about alien? Yeah, man, it's, uh, I got the chance to see it in a theater, uh, two years ago, which was such a cool experience, which is like, I mean, I didn't think that would be, I would get the chance to do that. So it's terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was. And it was, it was amazing. Uh, no, this, this movie holds up. Like it's still just as scary. Um, I agree with all you guys are saying, especially about like the suspense. I mean, Dom said what it's like just under two hours and it's perfectly paced, um, I love the stuff with Ian Holm. Like I almost forget that whole side plot with with his character, and it that even that stuff is great. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's terrifying. It's an utterly terrifying movie, and the set design is incredible. Like just the way they design the ship is like it feels so much bigger than it is. And yeah, a great pick. I'm so sad for Don, but I, I love the pick. I, I'm so <laughs> sad for it's uh, so it's it's such a masterclass in like seeing how less can be more. Like you yes. don't have to, you don't have to fill the screen with all the shit, the the tension that you've already built, and the silence and the darkness and the shadows that can be the suspense and the the tension. And I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing movie. It's a perfect movie. We're gonna calm before Dom just like 
spirals. Uh, yeah. What's um, <laughs> wild is it used to have its own ride experience slash event in Disney World in Tomorrowland, yeah. right? Where like you were sitting like it was basically you're sitting in a room, the aliens in the middle, and then all the lights go out and like the alien escapes. It was always like awful like 4D effects of like you would hear like breathing on you or like wet slimy stuff next to you, and they got rid of it because it's too scary. And they changed it to a Lilo and Stitch themed thing, where it's essentially the exact same ride, except the alien is Stitch now. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, well, okay. So I was still gonna... terrifying. Still not some, great. Some would argue scarier. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I gotta say, um, that was a fun ride. Um, so Alien is the second movie off the board. Uh, what's the third, Kristen? What's it? What I'm you got? really surprised that my first pick was still standing. Um, but again, all these first picks are just like, you can't, there's just so many. Um, my big dilemma was, do I go with number one or number two? But I think I have to go with the original and go with The Godfather. Ooh. Nice. That is fair. I wish that my dad was here so that I could just play his ringtone off his phone right now because it's my father's ringtone. This is uh, the proudest moment of your dad's life. It, yeah. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Italian heritage runs very deep in the Mita household. So this is a, a very important movie. Every time it's on AMC and they show like all of them together, it just, you have to have it on in the house. It's like a rule. Um, I mean, like such a culturally significant thing. I mean, this was really one of the first big like organized crime movies and like Italian American movies and like Marlon Brando and just everything about it is so it's the start of so many things, both, like an actor's career and director's career and just like filmmaking, um, you know, you can sit through the whole thing and you might look at that time and think, oh, it's a little long, but like sitting through it is riveting start to finish. Good, good. Kyle, how do you feel about The Godfather? Yeah, I mean, Masterpiece is thrown around way too often nowadays, but like The Godfather is absolutely just a perfect movie. I mean, it's it's objectively one of the best movies of all time. Um, yeah, I... I, I I think it's crazy for a movie this long to be as fascinating in the final shot as it is when it begins. I mean, I love the, the music. I love that that's your dad's ringtone because I was actually just looking this movie up before we started and it wasn't even nominated for best original score, which is, which is, which is wild. But as we know from yesterday, they I was just going to say, doing. as Glenn Close taught us all yesterday. <laughs> oh, Glenn. Um, yeah, the less I talk about the ceremony, the better. Uh, <laughs> it's a great movie. It's 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 just it's perfect. I actually like this one more than the second one. I think the second one has a lot of like a lot of great stuff to offer, but this you just can't beat this and Marlon Brando just at the peak of his uh, his ability. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. So much one of the rare you know book adaptations that easily surpasses the source material so um damon what do you think just kidding damon is muted dom what do you think <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a great pick i mean it's it's all three of these picks have been obvious picks and i say that like in the best way um it's it, it is a great movie i mean i think it's over three hours but it doesn't feel that way and it's still it might not be as rewatchable as like alien or uh, like star wars or the things that are under two hours but it is still surprisingly rewatchable for how long the runtime is um and Coppola is just like he's he's a master like just like with Scorsese films like he I'm just in like from the from the time the movie starts they create such a rich world that just feels so real 
I, I forget that I'm watching movies most of the time when I'm watching uh, stuff that he does or Scorsese or any of the greats. Um, and this is obviously his <clears throat> prime example of, of what he can do, the peak of his power. So it's a, a great pick and uh, one of my uh, favorite movies of all time. It's a great movie. And a great font. Yes. Great font. And great that your dad has it as his ringtone. And sometimes in the morning, you can just hear him humming the, the, the tune just by himself I wish, or whistling it. I wish this were a bit, but... <laughs> it's true. It's 100% true. That's great. Um, as I've said before, I still haven't seen it. Um, I was trying to get to it and prep for this, but I realized I wasn't going to draft it. Um, and Or someone else did. I just wasn't going to get to it, so it's. I'm still going to watch it. This in the second one, but but Kyle said he definitely likes this one more. So Kristen Dom, do y'all definitely think this is the more superior one, or is I, it just you know? I do not. I don't want to say too much, but I do not. But it's the it it really is splitting hairs. Like it's they're both. Yeah, I was gonna say I think when you're going for in a draft sense and you like are gonna pick one, like you're gonna pick the original. The thing yeah. that differentiates it for me is the second one, I get to see Robert De Niro and Pacino on the same screen. Correct. Which just feels like a treat. Um, but they're yeah. both they're both A-plus movies. And I will say, you, you haven't watched it yet, but I think that you will enjoy it. And I think that the when you get done with it, I, don't, I think you'll be like, oh, that was that three hour and whatever is, was not as daunting as it seemed going into it. Yeah, it really does fly by. And there it, there are only two movies just... Damon, so you know. You can only yeah, watch yeah. the first two. They were going to put out a third movie, I heard, but it just never happened. So well, something God. happened, but we don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. First oh, rule so of being in the mob. Third movie of <laughs> the movie that doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> um, I, will, I will be watching this at some point, probably by the end of the year. I will have watched them. I'll have my own opinion. Um, but that, that's the first pick for Kristen. So that leads to Dom's first pick uh, and the last pick of the first round. So what are you considering to, to go on top of this, you know, upper tier of the 70s? Uh, yeah. What, what to be there? So when I looked at the 70s, I saw four movies that um, stood out above the rest of them. And mine might not be the same as your guys, but... Um, all of them were slammed on picks in the first round, and mine is going to be Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Yeah, uh, it is amazing. Like I could, I there's so many amazing things I could say about it. I was late to the Scorsese party, um, but once I got there, I was just like I've been all in since, and I just what I I've quickly like tried to just watch everything that he ever made, um, because like I was saying with Coppola, like as soon as the movie starts, you're just in, um, he just creates these incredibly rich worlds that feel very real. And, and it's just an amazing movie. Jodie Foster is a fucking badass. She reminds, or I guess I should say Natalie Portman in the professional when she was a kid reminds me of, uh, the Jodie Foster role. Uh, it's 113 minutes of just fucking perfection. I, I think it's great. I think from the time it starts, to the time it ends, you're in. And it's one of those movies where when it ended for me, I had sort of forgotten that I was watching a movie. Um, and and it also made me feel grimy and gross, which I think is a, is a mark of good art. I, I think art that makes you feel something sort of tangible like that is is uh, is good. So also Robert De Niro is, is amazing. So good. Um, I'll go ahead and say it's another movie I haven't seen. 
and it, it like you said when it's you said it made you feel grimy and gross and that's probably one of the reasons why I've, I've been so hesitant to watch it you know it's just not my favorite kind of film fair um but watching that comes from someone like De Niro's gonna be be worth it I just haven't made the dive enough so uh Kyle how do you feel about the movie yeah it's uh I agree with that kind of like the grimy feel that movies nowadays really try to go for that gritty feel and it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, but like, I feel like Scorsese is kind of the king of that, right? Like he, he makes very authentic and very often very uncomfortable, but just very like, I don't know, true to life kind of movies and taxi driver is definitely like, uh, at the top of that list. Um, it's a, I love movies that like, make the setting feel like a, a living, breathing character. And Taxi Driver does that so well. Um, really, really great score. And yeah, just the, the ending is like, it's not a comfortable movie to watch. Like the ending is is very uh, rough, but it's just a, it's a great movie. Kristen, do you, do you share the same feelings about the movie? I'm going to jump on the Damon train here and say that I also <laughs> have not seen it. It's one of those movies... I- I feel like it's become such a caricature. Like I know like the big lines and the big moments and like, you know, it's, it's more of a, of a bit than anything. So I guess I just haven't, you know, it hasn't been on the top of my list to see it, but we should definitely watch it. It'll happen. Um, yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, I've heard all the lines of it ad nauseum, you know, over and over in different TV shows and movies, just re- referencing it. I watched the Joker, you know, and people say oh. that it's basically the same thing. Or if you've seen yeah. that, oh. if you've seen that one episode, if you've seen that one episode of Hey Arnold, then yeah, that's that's it. Right? <laughs> the Joker was. So oh. Hey Arnold is an example of a great version of the story, and jo- Joker is a horrible yeah. character. Joker is, is yeah is is an example of just ripping off Taxi Driver, making it worse, and then saying that you're paying homage to it when really you, it's just like a you copied everything. But I do yeah. have to say. Um, Robert De Niro did get to be in both of them. That's true. Oh, that is a good point. Yeah, that somehow he got point. coerced into being in, in Joker. <laughs> because they said, hey, do you want to do Taxi Driver again? And he got And he, he just assumed he'd be playing Travis Bickle in the sequel. And he, he, was, he was duped. <laughs> and I will say, I, so I didn't watch, I, I had, didn't see it until uh, it's like two and a half years ago when I finally like stopped being awful and I discovered really Scorsese and all of his amazing uh, films. Um, but like, so I, like you guys, I knew like all the lines and, and it had sort of become like a caricature, even with that, like watching it was still incredible. Uh, and it didn't feel like I was watching just a compilation of like weird one-liners that I had seen in other places. It it really is an incredible performance by De Niro, which is obviously unsurprising, but. Gotcha. Well, De Niro's on the board twice already and we're, we're just about to enter the second round. And for that, we're going to go to another quick break. Planet Fantasy is about to hit its first big benchmark, the old 5-0. We are hitting our 50th episode, and to celebrate, we thought we would get by with a little help from our friends. We're asking you, listeners at home, to send in any question you have for us. This is a classic Q&A, AMA, mailbag episode where you create the content for this one. We'll answer anything, so dig in your bag and throw us some heat. You can ask us on our Instagram or Twitter at planet.fantasy. You can email us at planet.fantasypod at gmail.com. And you can even leave us a voice message on our Anchor account, which we have listed on our socials. We can't wait to hear from you. And we're back. 
and we just talked about Taxi Driver, the last pick on the first first draft, uh, a great Robert, Robert De Niro classic. And now we're going to go to the first pick of the second round, and that's going to be Dom again. What you got for this? Well, uh, I'm I'm really lost because I, I I thought I would have Alien. I thought I was going to go Alien Taxi Driver back to back and just be a badass, but that didn't happen. So I got to switch it up a little bit and get something get the movie that I think best competes with Alien in that sort of category, in my opinion, from this decade. Uh, and I'm going to take the Steven Spielberg classic Jaws. That's a really good pick. Yeah. Uh, scared the shit out of me as a kid. Still scares me. I don't like swimming in open water, and I'm pretty sure it's just because of that movie. Um, I mean, there's like there's not much to say about it other than it's just great. Um, the, the shark, I feel like, oh, has always looked bad, but it didn't matter. Uh, it was still somehow terrifying, which I feel like is a, is an incredible accomplishment to have a practical prop that looks that bad and is still horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a classic horror movie, one of the best of the seventies for sure. And and now that I don't have uh, Alien, I had to grab it. I think sure. you only picked it because it starts out with a naked woman. Well, I mean, that is a big selling point, especially for based on the fact that I saw it as a younger boy. It's a sexist pick is what it is. <laughs> Do you not like Jaws? Oh, I'm obs- I enjoy Jaws very much. That was a big Nita House staple growing up. Big. It was the first time I remember, too, like, seeing my dad afraid. Like, he would talk about how when the movie first came out, how it scared him and, like, all and, like, everybody in his generation so bad. Like, being afraid to swim. People being afraid of sharks, like, and hunting down sharks, like, came from this movie. Huge cultural significance. Not in a great way, but, you know, in a way. Um, elements of it that are definitely better than the book, which is a rare find, for sure. Um, I like I love a movie that has, like, a small cast, and then each member of the cast just has to be like top notch pulling their weight. And I think you really get that with this movie. Um, and I also love that the th- robot shark's name was Bruce, which is the name of the shark in Finding Nemo. Ooh, that's, my uh, fun, that's my fun fact for Jaws. <laughs> that's a great one. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about the movie Jaws? Yeah, this would, this would have been next for me. So Dom feel, feel satisfaction in that. Um, <laughs> well, you can blame Damon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forced your hand. Uh, it's it's a great movie. It is. I love a movie that kind of meshes genres. I love that it's kind of a western and has some elements of elements of that. Um, and I agree about the small cast. Uh, I love Richard Dreyfuss in this movie, um, which don't really like him in anything else. So he's fantastic in this movie. Are you hating um, on Mr. Holland's opus right now? I'm yeah. trying real hard not to, but yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I see him and I just think of what about Bob? Um, but you need he, to yeah, him. sure, sure. This is just a Richard Dreyfuss pod now. Um, he's, he's great. Uh, the movie is great. I agree with everything you guys said to this day. It still scares me. Um, another one, we were kind of talking about this in the break, but a, a horror movie that really just builds off of dread the entire time and, and lets that be the, the scary part of the movie. And it obviously is incredibly effective. So great pick. It is. Um, I love this movie. Like I said before, I don't like the water, probably partially because of this movie. Um, you know, just the idea of what's underneath, you have no idea. Um, it really made a bad rep for, for sharks, though. You know, I think they uh, get a lot of flack for just kind of you know, doing their thing in their own waters. Yeah, so they, they don't, don't kill death. enough people for the amount of flack they get. 
<laughs> they really don't, you know. They could. Just... There's a margin. There are more people they could kill. I <laughs> yeah. feel like, and still not deserve it. Um, but I mean, there's there's not much more to say about this movie than, other than it's just a classic. I mean, I think this was the, like kind of the beginning of the summer blockbuster, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And it didn't mark, you know, it just kind of started like that big summer vibe feel. You know, I mean, it was perfect. You know, the beach setting, the water. And just super creepy shark that didn't look like a shark at all. But it was just a monstrosity. I think that that was the thing. Yeah, it I mean, you never so really bad. see it. Well, it only yeah. gets four minutes of screen time. So, yeah. like, like Kyle said, like it just like Alien, it, it relies a lot on your perceived, you know. Yeah. Uh, the shark is really just two notes and a fin for yeah. most of the movie. And yeah. That's <laughs> that's and it was the fin. first first movie to uh, to make a hundred million at the box office. So. Another fun mm-hmm. fact. It kind of kicked off that that rivalry that wasn't really a rivalry between, you know, uh, Spielberg and Lucas of them yeah. just trading blockbusters back and forth. I mean, I, I love it. And them just both becoming incredibly rich people. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, I, I'm really liking the movies coming off the board so far. I'd say they're all pretty much classics. So are we going to finish uh, follow up with that? Kristen, what you got? I mean, like, no pressure or anything, right? I'm trying right. to think. I think I'm going to pause my horror pick in the hopes that I get to come back around to it um, because I want it's to ballsy. get... I know, it's a it's a bold move, Cotton, but we're going to see. We'll, we'll see if it pays, it pays out for us. <laughs> I'm going to go with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for my second pick. Ooh, okay. Um, it was the first book that I was assigned to read in school that I actually read. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at books being great. And then I found there's a movie and I was like, what? Which is just the whole synopsis of the movie. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm i a big fan of this movie. I, I love that Danny DeVito is in it also, just like side fact. Um, I, I am a therapist, so I work in the mental health field. And I like that, I mean, this is really one of the first movies that comes out that has to do with like just mental health and just like treatment of people. And I was really you know, not sure when I first saw the movie, like, is it going to live up to the book? Because so much of it happens like in the narrator's head kind of thing. And I just thought it was really cool that the movie can exist like as its own thing. Like they're kind of like very separate entities, like telling the same story. Um, And I think it's a classic. I think it's great. And again, lots of like, you know, you see it played off like in other shows and other movies and things like that. And I, and I think that that really says a lot about a film. Kyle, how do you feel about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, this is one that, like, I almost not really forget about, but I just don't think about it very often. And, like, recently, uh, my roommate watched it for the first time, and I could just hear him reacting the whole time in the the living room. And it's just, like, it reminds me, like, how great of a movie it is. Um, Jack Nicholson, I go back and forth between this and The Shining for his best performance, but he is just so good in this movie um you really want to hate this character but you really you can't like he's just he's so great i mean um, he's so human right like, yes you yeah. start off thinking like what a dick and then it's like oh no he's just people yes yeah <laughs> it is it's it's very it's sneakily very empathetic um which i, I kind of caught me off guard so it's yeah it's a great movie i agree like i love you know the conversation that it starts and yeah i've never read the book but i feel like i kind of don't have to because the movie is like perfect version of the story yeah i highly recommend the book um again just because like it's it's all told from inside like a character's head kind of thing like one of the reasons i order of the phoenix is a great book and a bad movie that's like kind of like 
you get right. the yeah. thing here. That's very true. <laughs> um, this is another movie I haven't seen. Um, I think because it wasn't something I wanted to watch growing up, you know, with those kind of more heavier uh, themes and everything. And then now I just, I was very hesitant to dive into it because, you know, I didn't know how it was going to hold up as far as the, you know, how accurate or how, you know, um, what's the word? Just how they were going to portray everything, you know, but uh, to hear that it, they do a decent job and or at least it's, it's very uh, thought provoking. I kind of want to dig into that though. Honestly, I want to read the book more than I want to watch the movie because yeah. I'm always in for a book that really dives into the narrator's thought process and their, their mind and, and seeing everything from their point of view. I love those kind of books. So I kind of want to read that more than the movie. I, um, I recommend how do you feel about it. Um, I mean, the lead character is Native American. And so you see that like in a 70s movie and you wonder like, you know, how is this going to hold up? Like, is this going to be like a characterization? And it, it holds up so well. It's yeah, very, it's impressive. Nice. Don, yeah, this is also, it? no, this is a, this is the first one on the board that I have, uh, I have not seen. Um, unlike Kristen, this was uh, another book uh, on the long list of books that I was assigned to read in high school that I did not read. Um, <laughs> and so, I, and I also did not see the movie. Um, but it has been something that has been on my list uh, for a while. Um, I do, I do want to get to it. Um, so, I everything I've read in doing research for the '70s draft says that it's a great movie. So, I'm sure that it's a great pick, and I'm excited to eventually watch and read the read the book. Nice. All right. Um, I am really, really surprised this movie's still on the board because this was the pick I wanted at number two, but, but I knew Alien wasn't going to make it. But this is the pick I wanted. And the fact that I don't. got it is because it's one of my favorite movies ever. Damon, don't do it. <laughs> it's the funniest movie ever. Damon, you mm. just stole it from me last week. It's don't a bold statement. The flesh wound I'm talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Great pick. Um, you you said that your next pick was going to be Jaws, Kyle. So you weren't even going to pick Monty Python. <laughs> I just <laughs> saw the light leave Kyle's eyes, though. Like as soon. Yeah, Damon's on a fucking roll here. Mind. He just likes to just fucking I... steal souls from bodies. Sneaky he took Damon mine first, show. and now he's taking Kyle's. <laughs> I've talked about this movie like three times like, i've drafted this movie like three times now on different episodes so y'all don't want to hear me talk about it again but it's amazing it, it's a near perfect movie in my eyes from scene to scene there's a line that you could pick out and just laugh and laugh over it i love the just the do-it-yourself feel of it how crappy it looks just makes it so endearing i love it i love the characters i love monty python i love this movie had to be my second pick i can't believe i let it slip Kyle, how do you feel? It almost came back to me. It was it was that close, <laughs> but no, I, I mean I get it. I'm I'm glad it's been chosen. It is yeah. It's it's a perfect comedy. I I just adored this, you know, this type of comedy and all of them just really committing to the bit. I mean, this movie really falls apart if they're not all just really committing to how silly it is. Um, and yeah, it's it's endlessly quotable. I mean, I I I will YouTube the. Uh, the bunny scene if i just need real like a real quick <laughs> dose of serotonin i'll just watch that kind of on loop um yeah it's it's a perfect movie it is great Kristen, how do you feel about monty python and the holy grail i think it's 
it's more of like a frame of mind than a movie, honestly, at this point. Like, I I don't think I've ever watched this movie outside of a friend's basement or attic. I don't think I've ever just watched it, like, well, on, also ground, high. on ground level in a, on a regular <laughs> TV. Um, and yeah, I mean, watching it just reminds me of, like, movies you used to make, like, with your friends, just, like, in the backyard. Like, it's just so much fun. And it spawned an incredible Broadway musical. Like, it's, it's just, it's a classic. You can say, like, any one line from it to somebody and then when they get it it's almost like oh like so you're in the secret club also nice yeah awesome kind of endlessly and quotable yeah absolutely top-notch pick Dumb. yeah and i remember i saw this for the first time when i was uh, like 13 or 14 it's one of those like real pieces of shit age and i fucking loved it and it was hilarious and i feel like that is uh not that like i'm the ultimate critic and i what i think matters but i think a 13 or 14 year old boy laughing at a movie from 75 is a credit to how funny it it is and continues to be um and how entertaining it is uh it's it's a it's a pretty perfect comedy i mean i can't think of something that's wrong with it i love that it's an hour and 30 minutes it's endlessly quotable like we've said and uh it's forever funny so Fuck you for getting alien and this. I hate you, and this is my last podcast with you guys. Monty Python on the board for two picks, and you did not go with it. So you're on grave there. But Kyle quickly didn't get back to it. Almost. But there's still plenty of movies on the board. Um, are we gonna grab another iconic one, Kyle? Which what you got for? Yeah. So. Um... Okay, th- Monty Python was a, a low blow, but this one I'm glad it, it's come back to me. Uh, I think as far as like dramas, it's The Godfather in this for '70s movies for me. I know people don't really think of it as a drama first, but um, I've got to go with 1976, the uh, the movie Rocky. I mean, it's it's okay. the perfect under underdog movie. Um, this is another one where, like, if you don't commit to this kind of story, it either becomes really cheesy, like the sequels do, and I love the sequels, um, or it just kind of falls apart and it's really boring. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, prefer Rocky Four. They prefer the Creed movies. I love those movies, but I think this, kind of similar to Star Wars, the first one is, like, the perfect formula, um, especially because it really mirrors Sylvester Stallone's story at this point. You know, he was barely making, you know, making it, uh, as an actor and broke. And so this is really like the movie that changed his life. Um, he wrote the screenplay. Like this is just, uh, the perfect underdog movie. Uh, the, the monologue that he gives, uh, with Mickey in his apartment was completely improvised. And he was just pulling from like how he was feeling at the time of making this movie, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a classic in every sense of the word. I love this franchise just in general, but, uh, none of them work without like the real classic kind of underdog story of the first movie. Dominic, how do you feel about this movie? See, this is one of the reasons why I really felt like I was going to get Alien, because this is another movie that I have not seen. And I feel ashamed that I have not seen it, because I know that it's a classic. I know that it's great. Um, I know that I am going to love it when I watch it, because it's just everything that I love about movies and sports. And uh it's a great pick. It's it's it is surprising that it lasted this long. Um, I, I I don't I can't say too much about it because I haven't seen it. Um, but from everything I have read about it, um, it is great. And I love the Creed movies. Um, and I'm I'm ashamed that I haven't seen it already. And I definitely need to 
get that cross that off my list soon. Kristen, how do you feel about Rocky? I've also never seen it. Um, but I think the fact that it has so many sequels and everyone like can pick their own favorite and we don't just all say like, oh, just watch the second one and the rest don't exist, you know, says a lot about what this sort of set up as a franchise. Um, and yeah, I, I also think I should, it's another one similar to Taxi Driver where I worry that, you know, am I going to watch it and just not be able to see past like the characterization of it? Um, so it's good to hear that it holds up in that way. And I think I, I should give it a fair shot. Y'all should, because what's special about Rocky is, like, say what you will about Sly and, and who he is and Bond, but, like, Rocky has so much heart in this first movie. Like, like uh, Kyle said, like, this is really pretty much his kind of, like, autobiography movie almost. Like, just kind of self-inserting him into this role of being this this boxer down on his luck. And just to see him rise and, like, overcome it is is truly an amazing story. Um, I am a Rocky Four fan through and through, but I think other than that, this one probably is. Without this, you don't get anything else. You don't get the Creed movies. You don't get the you know the running up the stairs and Eye of the Tiger. You don't get all of this amazing iconic imagery and music without this really heart, like really heartfelt movie. Honestly, like I mean, you said it was more like a drama, right, Kyle? Like I mean, I'm right. agree. Like yeah. it's a boxing movie, sure, but like it's nothing without without just that like super life like really realistic kind of feel to it so really good pick um damon i really like how you started by saying like say what you will about sylvester stallone but rocky has a lot of heart like (laughs) sylvester stallone have a lot of heart I mean, they're, you know, they're not the same person at all. <laughs> Say what you want about Sylvester Stallone, but he's not actually a boxer. This is an anti-Sylvester <laughs> Stallone podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of him as a person, but he, he knows how to write, you know? Like, I can't believe he... I only found out recently he wrote, co-wrote most of the Rocky movies, and as well as Creed. Like, he's got chops. Yeah. Um, so... Really good pick, Kyle. Uh, what you got to uh, hit us with that one-two punch? Aha. I see what you Rocky. did there. Um, <laughs> I had Rocky two ready just in case Rocky was taken. Um, but, yeah, so um, this is one that uh, dear friend of the pod, Katie, thought would be my first pick. And, like, I would just not shut up about it. I almost went with it. But, again, it's one of those things, kind of like with Star Wars, is like I talk about it so much, I don't want to be a broken record. But I, I have to just because this is one I feel safe about, too. I don't feel I, feel, I don't feel like it's going to be taken by like either of or any of y'all, which is tough for the 70s. Um, so I'm going to go with 1978's uh, Superman. Um, I, again, I, I knew, think that... I knew what it was as soon as you said Katie. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> as yeah. soon yeah. as you said Katie, um, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Katie Banky for predicting the future. <laughs> right. It's going to be big head now i know don't 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 say anything nice about katie this is an anti-katie pod <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so yeah it's great i mean it's it's another one i feel like i'm keeping this trend of like these first movies and like iconic franchises of the formula is so simple that it's often overlooked but it it works i mean uh another one scored by the the unforgettable john williams i mean these two movies, Star Wars and Superman, are I think are his best musical scores. Uh, this movie is just, I said this on our comic book movies draft, but this movie is just optimism personified. Like, it's just so joyful and, and hopeful and, like, everything a Superman movie should be. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I think that it, like, 
I appreciate recent efforts to like make the character more relatable and more down to earth and like, uh, you know, gritty, but like, I'd also love again, like the simple take on the character and him being just a symbol of like hope. I think that that you really can't beat that, that simple formula. So. I mean, there's a reason people say they're his still their favorite Superman, you know, and I mean, this is still maybe probably maybe the best Superman movie still made. Uh, I don't know what that says about all the Superman <laughs> movies after. But I mean, I still haven't seen it. Um, I mean, you y'all know how I feel about Superman. I'll watch it eventually because Kyle keeps mentioning it and it does so wholesome for a, for a superhero movie. Um, so, uh, you know, when, when I need to pick me up, when I really need to feel better about the world, I think I'll watch that next. So, Kristen, how do you feel about Superman? I, I like, I like a lot of what Kyle said, just like about like hope, you know, personified. And I think the seventies, a lot of this stuff is about very gritty and like showing the real world underside of like this thing. And Superman is kind of just like this, like technicolor, you know, just superhero movie of the seventies where, you know, we don't really want Superman to be relatable. He's Superman. You don't need to make it seem, like, realistic when he gets into a fight. Like, it's just supposed to be this idea that, you know, like, nah, just, like, perseverance and, like, keep on going, you know, is is what is such an important thing. And I think it's just such a, it's a cool movie. And it's, like, fun to go back to. And I think it's a great pick. Dom, are you a fan of Superman? Yeah, this is one of the movies that I have not seen and I I probably will never see. Um, Dominic's only seen three movies from the 1970s. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, no, It'll... Superman just just as a character bores the shit out of me. I think he's uh, and I and I and I don't mean to like. I think you should totally like what you like, and I think it's awesome that you like Superman. Um, and I'm sure that that is the best Superman of all Supermen. Um, <laughs> and from what I've read, it's it's a it's a it's a good um, comic book movie. I just. I just have such a hard time getting interest in it. And then I realized that it's not worth trying to convince myself to be interested in something that I'm not. <laughs> right. And just not watch it at that point. And, and people can like what they like. And that's just one of the things I don't like. So totally. Flavors of movies, you know, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, um, super, Superman, Superman, Kryptonite. He literally has an ice cream flavor named after him. Um, Good for him. That, on brand, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I had to I had to go for the on brand pick. Um, so that's gonna lead us to my next pick. Before we do, we're going to another quick break, guys. This episode of Planet Fantasy is brought to you by Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. With Valentine's Day fast approaching, we have just the thing for all you lonely witches and wizards who haven't quite been able to tie down that Mr. or Mrs. Wright you've been eyeing. Flirting fancies. One drop of this amazing potion that definitely is not a magical form of roofies, and that elusive Mr. or Mrs. Wright will be head over heels in love with you. This potion is 100% safe and certified to definitely not be roofies by none other than Madame Pomfrey. Uh, well, yes, technically speaking, this potion is different from Rohypno, but... It will produce real and genuine love. And again, I'd just like to reiterate that it for sure is not problematic in any way and definitely is not just the magical world's version of roofies. So don't forget, for all your magical Valentine's Day devilish deeds, the Weasleys have what you need. All right, we back. And we talking movies. Uh, we just wrapped up my pick with Superman. And we're moving on to, I believe, Damon's next pick? Damon's yes, next. Okay. So just to recap, I got Alien. 
And then I got Monty Python, the movie I wanted number one. Just to rub that into Dom's face a little say bit. It, say it one yeah, more time. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I can see Damon's face reflected in both Damon and Kyle's glasses as they just like, shake their heads <laughs> at him. Just like. Um, and I get my other movie I really, really wanted. I, okay. I did not expect this movie to be here. Um, this is maybe my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, it just sticks with me so much. It wasn't even the first one I saw of the franchise, but this one's just so special. It's so fun to watch as a horror movie and then watch it as a ironic comedy because there's palm trees in there and it's just so funny the, the way the characters act. But um, Halloween is my third pick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're um, safe. You, Sorry. You, okay. you said horror, and I got really scared for it. We all did. Just like, fuck. Yeah, really I nervous. did not, for the record. <laughs> but those two. I did. mean, I, I prefer this movie over the other ones that you are thinking of, but I, I love this. Um, I love the music. I love the tension building. I love the first person camera view of like following Michael through the houses and the yards. Um, it's just a creepy ass stalker. And it's just insane of all the things that happened in that movie. You're just like, how did he, how does he know how to drive? He's never driven before, but he's like a ace at driving. Um, there's palm trees and they're, they're supposed to be in Illinois. Um, I love imagining young Dylan, like that be, or sorry, young Damon, that being the thing that like takes you out of the movie, like being horrified <laughs> and being on the edge of your seat and, and like in the middle of suspense, but being like, hold on a minute. Yeah. How does he this drive? motherfucker knows how to drive. <laughs> there's nothing I love more than a cynical 12 year old. Just being like, palm trees. <laughs> no, little Damon was scared out of his mind watching these movies. Only after watching them over and over again, did I'm like, wow, this is pretty funny sometimes. Um, I don't know. I, I just love this movie. Um, and I love the franchise. I love every single one of them, even the third. You know, I get that song stuck in my head every Halloween. Um, and I even like the remakes. So, Kristen, how do you feel about Halloween? Um, I've never actually seen it. I don't even really... I'm, I'm trying to think if I could actually think of any scenes from it, and I can't. This is the first time I'm hearing that there's palm trees and driving in the movie. So, I mean, I don't have much to say on it. Halloween is my favorite holiday so that's about where i'm gonna leave it dom how do you feel i am a firm hater of horror movies uh not in a not in a like sorry not in a hater way i am too much of a coward for horror movies they scare the shit out of me and i i don't like it um alien is the scariest like that is the perfect scary movie for me that is the edge of what i'm willing to do um so i have never seen it because i don't want to make myself sleep with the lights on for multiple nights um but as far as a horror movie goes i've read you know good things about it so seems like a great pick <laughs> i mean it's your your tolerance for horror movies is so low it's also very specific it's like does is it sci sci-fi kind of and like <laughs> really great filmmaking i'm in Otherwise, I'm I'm just no no thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about Halloween? Yeah, I love this movie. Um, I the second one is my favorite in the franchise, but this one again continuing the thread of like without this we don't have any of them. So it's that's definitely the tagline of this episode. By <laughs> yeah, that should be yeah. just the title of the episode. Without yeah, this, absolutely. we don't have any of them because of the implication. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think Damon, well, this is on your personal film festival draft, right? 
Yep. Uh, so was Monty Python. You know, I'm just no. That was true. No, 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 motherfucker. That was on was my Rangers. board. Yeah, Shots that's right. Fired. That's <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Not today. Yeah, man, it's a great movie. It is. Dom, I encourage you to watch it just because I want to see how scared you get because it's it's truly like a terrifying movie. Um, Dominic, my mom watched too many episodes of Mindhunter in a row. Oh no, <laughs> I love that show. I think I could watch. He loves Halloween it, episode. but like we can watch two. Well, that, that's that's it. That's kind of why Halloween's scary because I'm with you. Like the more serial killery it gets, the scarier it is for me. So Halloween that that fits the bill. Um, my mom saw it as like a very young child and still has a thing about coat hangers. So like <laughs> that should tell you. Like it's just such an effective movie. Also, continuing our other tagline, great scores. I mean, 1970s, like, the scores of these movies were incredible. And that piano is, like, so, oh, it's so good. It still gives me chills. Um, so, great pick. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad y'all don't like it or never seen it. So, <laughs> this, draft, this draft is just falling for me. I love it. I, I, I think I will watch it eventually. Damon is just failing upwards. I'd, I'd recommend that one. So, I feel yeah. like there's like a rolling time period. Like once the movie is this many years old, and I feel like it's now the '70s are getting in that age where I, I like I'm willing to watch horror movies from the '70s now. Right. The '80s maybe we'll give it another 15 years before I dabble in those. Uh, but I think yeah, like the it gets to a point where like the effects are like just bad enough that you can like kind of like make fun of it and not get so yeah. kind of thing. Yeah movie to begin with y'all <laughs> this movie is like as practical as practical can be it's a william shatner mask spray painted and then piano which is also a big theme of our picks i mean which makes sense the movies that last are the movies that use practical effects and yes yeah. the, the bare bones yeah, yeah i love it all right that's my third and we're gonna move on to Kristen's third all right what I've you got just... I've decided that my third pick is also going to be my horror pick um, and kind of going away from what I usually do, where I like to look at a movie, like in the context of when it was made and what it did, this is kind of like the opposite where it wasn't a super big hit when it came out, but now in retrospect is very important. And I'm going to go with the wicker man, the original. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think you're allowed to draft the not original because it wasn't in the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> You don't make the you rules of this know. podcast, so... You don't know. I'm just saying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've all seen Nicolas Cage saying bees, you know, rewind <laughs> about 30 years. Here we are. Um, I think it's a great premise um, for a movie. It kind of started this, what we now refer to as, like, the folk horror genre, where you get things like Midsommar, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the movie that made me like scary movies um, and like the witch and um, like Blair Witch Project and the ritual is another one that I love all kind of from this genre of like culty, you know, like twigs and sticks and masks, you know, kind of vibe that I love. Um, and I'll, what I noticed when I was looking at like horror movies, the one I was going to pick, a lot of them deal with this idea of like religion being like an outside kind of like evil force. And I think this just takes it in like the biggest way where we have one super chill religious guy goes off and has a wacky adventure where, you know, spoiler alert, he gets set on fire, but yeah, that's going to be um, a wacky adventure. That's, you know, if you look up the synopsis on Amazon, you know, wacky adventure, man gets kept warm 
<laughs> town has a great harvest. That's that oh, yeah, fine. for sure. Um, I've never seen either movie because they both just look so like the trailer for The Wicker Man. I remember, and I was just like, "What is happening? What's going on? I don't want to watch this." Um, but I mean, I saw The Wicker Man, the original, on pretty much every list I looked at. You know varying ranks but it was almost on every list of movies of the 70s um so it definitely you know holds its place i, I guess it's considered more of like a cult classic i guess would you say yeah i like Probably. like i said it's not not great like in and of itself or like even like well like reviewed in its time but you know kind of like introducing this this sort of like genre kind of thing it's very convincing <laughs> It wasn't well received then. Still not really well reviewed. No, it's but... <laughs> an excellent movie. I'm sorry, it's not a lowest common denominator horror film like Dominic classically loves. Yeah, Dom. Loves. Sorry, it's not an alien movie. I apologize. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> it's not Alien Seven, so you probably haven't seen it. Hey, the only one I stood up for is Alien. Alien is the greatest suspense horror movie of all time. Uh, yeah. Um, The Wicker Man is great. I saw the Nicolas Cage one first just because of my love for Nicolas Cage. Um, so that one is like, it has a special place in my heart. But yeah, this is, I mean, this is a classic. This is, I I agree. It's either serial killers or anything involving a cult that really like gets me. So, um, this one takes it and runs with it. Uh, and yeah, I, I, um, I still haven't seen Midsommar, but what you said like encourages me to watch it. It's so good. I loved Hereditary, so I, I need to. Need to see yeah, that. very much um, like in the same in the same. Vein. Uh, Kyle, have you seen it ever? Makes my blood crawl, you know. So, yeah. Uh, Dom, do you have any any other words about the Wicker Man? Nope. Just like uh, I, I won't hold up too long. I, I I hate horror movies. I'm a I'm a coward, so I have never seen this. Uh, I probably never will. Maybe I will once it becomes corny enough that I can laugh at it, and I can watch it at twelve thirty p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, so that is Kristen's third pick, and that means we're going to be finishing the round with Dom. What you got for us? Okay, so I'm so relieved that this made it back to me. I considered taking it last time, but I knew how much you all loved horror movies, so I thought that I had to take Jaws, which turns out I was right. Um, but I gotta get into space and deal with some aliens here, so I'm going to be taking... Another Richard Dreyfuss movie, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Nice. Uh, this is one that I watched when I was, I, was, I was like a young teen-ish, I was like 14-ish. But I remember how captivated I was like the whole time by the, by the entire story. Um, and it's one of the first movies I remember watching. And after it finished feeling just like that sort of whoa feeling like, not realizing or like forgetting that I had been watching a movie. Um, that was one of my first experiences with that. Um, it, like all the other movies on this list, made great use of practice, great use of practical effects. Also, I'm a massive um, Christopher Nolan fanboy. He's probably my favorite um, modern director, filmmaker, and he was incredibly influenced by this when making uh, Interstellar, one of my favorite. Um, sci-fi movies so it 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 makes sense watching this and watching that why i love both of them they both have very common themes and and yeah it's it's a great movie that 
does a great job of sort of like you were talking about with Rocky, where it's like a sports movie, but also a drama. This is like a sci-fi alien movie, but also sort of just a movie about this man being obsessed with something and um, and the drama of his life. So, yeah, I think it's great, and I and I and I love it. Kristen, that's how do you feel? The, uh, that's also the same theme as Up. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> wow, what a love, ripoff. Up love is. that trilogy. <laughs> Close Encounters, Up, Rocky IV. Um, I am, as we've established, this is a pro Richard Dreyfus podcast, so I thoroughly enjoy Close Encounters. I also love space. I think it's a great great pick again like super practical like in the sense that you think i'm not gonna be able to like see you know really get immersed in this movie about like aliens you know but you do and a lot of it's just like lights and shaking and sounds and it, it does a lot with a little which i always appreciate in a movie you know i i really feel like that's just the 70s in a nutshell it's like yeah yeah they're kind of slowly tapping into special effects but really they're just going all out on these They've kind of mastered pra- practical effects at this exactly. point. Of- Those and are the ones that hold up, you know, like the ones that didn't try to push too far and just like did the best with what they had. And they were at the perfect balancing point of, of mastering the practical effects and then supplementing that with the uh, special effects. Right. We had that. we had synthesizers, but we didn't have actual lasers. So, you know, what do we do with this information? They they weren't overloading their movies with trying these new things. You know, they just do, knew what they were good at and they just hit it. Every time in this movie, I remember just, like you said, captivating. I was in awe of like the shots, like the bright lights. Yeah. Um, and I honestly don't remember too much about the movie, just how I felt watching it. Like it was just a really fun and like, like I kept always remember like wide, wide eyes throughout the entire. Movie. Yeah, it really is the feelings that stick with you. Like I remember the biggest things I remember from it are like just the, the really powerful moments that are like, that are overwhelming, like sound wise and it's not and it's basically everything that christopher nolan does now like he learned a lot from them and so all that shit where it's like there's really amazing spectacle happening and also like this really loud sort of overwhelming score happening it's just it it creates a really big moment um and a a really memorable moment um so some would say too loud okay listen i will not tolerate not me christopher nolan i'm gonna hold back on christopher nolan because doc's here (laughs) <laughs> yeah just say that for a different uh, yeah um king of visual effects apparently um so yes. yeah this is uh <clears throat> i don't think i've seen this movie in its entirety like I, I was trying to remember but i'm pretty sure i've only seen like bits and pieces so I, it's definitely on a it. list um yeah it seems like something that's right up my alley um but everything you guys are saying makes it sound like an absolute classic i i um yeah, I love the sci-fi genre, so I think it's it it, it seems great. But I, that's kind of all I have to say about it. <laughs> if you enjoy Stranger Things and or ET, you will very much yeah, enjoy Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I feel like okay, yep. okay. It's like ET for grownups. That's how I'm gotcha. gonna pitch that is a it to good. You. That's a good tagline. I like that. That should have been on the movie poster. <laughs> Close Encounters, ET for grownups. Steven Spielberg, get at me for that re-release on the yeah. <laughs> Right? Like, wasn't E.T. like 83? 82? 82. Yeah, it was one of the movies that I was... That and Raging Bull, and there was another one where it was like just past... Just out of reach that I yes. was upset that weren't made in the 70s. <laughs> well, that's fair. well, that rounds out the third round. Ooh. We got some amazing movies out so there. So good. 
and we yeah. have more round to go. And I think we're going to take one more break before we we tackle it. This four twenty from the producers who brought you twice baked potato man and dancing joints is the comedy action thriller you never knew you needed. He lives a simple life on Drury Lane, baking and taking care of his family. But when they're taken by the competing bakery, there is muffin to stop him from taking back what's his. Michael B. Jordan is the Muffin Man. Rated R for really, really tasty muffins. All right, we are back from break, and we are kicking off the final round. So I guess this goes to Dom for your final pick of the draft. Final pick, yeah. Um, so if I were just picking the best movie left on the board, because there's a clear best movie left on the board, and that's Godfather 2. That would be my <laughs> pick, but it's not my pick. Uh, I just wanted to say that to get some sort of points somewhere. Uh, I just no. want to talk about Godfather 2. No, just to point out that that is by far the best movie left on the board and if i were if i were just picking the four best movies that would be my pick but i want to looking at my list i would like to inject a little bit of fun in my <laughs> in my movie list a little comedy a little lightheartedness um a movie that similar to star wars i don't remember a time in my life where this was not part of just what i knew and what i loved and i'm going to be taking willy wonka the Chocolate Factory. I yeah. definitely thought you were going to say Eraserhead based on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, that was a really close second. The lighthearted romp, Eraserhead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a pretty uh, straightforward one. Gene Wilder is a legend, and he's correct. gives a, an incredibly unforgettable performance. Um, everything about this movie is great. I think it does a really amazing job of... It appealed to me when I was a child, and it still appeals to me emotionally now as an adult, Not and not on the same levels. Like there are different layers that I now see as an adult um, and, and can empathize with. It, it's, it's, it, it's a great actual drama disguised as just a comedy. Um, and it is a classic, and I think it'll always be a classic, and I fucking love this movie, and I'm it's super happy that I got this with my last pick. Although... No shade towards you guys' pick. The 70s are wildly stacked. You say you don't like horror movies, but this is a creepy-ass movie. <laughs> I was about to say the same I was going to say, a man goes to the jungle, kidnaps a race of pygmies, hires them in a factory where he then kidnaps children and slowly murders them. You don't yeah, like this... horror movies, but apparently you like Saw. because that's this, the this, I actually did. Lo- I do <laughs> love Saw. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, yeah. It, for some reason, there's a disconnect there with my brain where I can be like, this is not real. This doesn't scare me. This is, it's That's a weird, like, it's, this, is yeah. a, this is an insane. It's take. a weird philosophical exercise, watching them try to no. figure out what this, their morals are. No. This is not a, this is not a podcast episode anymore. This is an intervention. You need help. <laughs> yeah. So we're all here because we love you. And... Willy Wonka definitely does seem like it was the, uh, one of the pioneers of like the, that surreal sort of shit though. Cause yeah. now that you say that it definitely is a lot of the things that I hate in like, like I hated the uh, the movie The Lobster. I fucking despise that movie. Well, you're incorrect. Me, yeah, look, I get it. I get it. So, I get it. So it's, it's really funny that. because the K's on screen all were like, "Oh no!" And both of the D's down here were just like, "Yeah." Most people like yep. it, and I and I understand. But for me, it just it made me feel like ripping my own skin off, 
and it was so surreal to have just discussed it. it just I hated it and it, and it was effective like that's the point obviously to some degree of it so it succeeded but it is funny that this movie ha- <laughs> holds such a warm uh, place in my heart and given that it is very similar surreal wise to uh to a lot of the movies that i fucking hate it's a yeah. good one Kristen. how do you feel about willy wonka i am a big fan of willy wonka that's another one in the house that like if it's on tv when you're scrolling through like you just leave it on like regardless of of where it is kind of thing um so practical like all like the sets and things it's beautiful the music is like i mean iconic and catchy as hell like even though Grandpa Joe is a big liar, but <laughs> what a dick! Um, but such honestly, like a great, a great pick. And one of my favorite fun facts about the movie, because that's just my thing, is so when Gene Wilder eats that like teacup thing, it's like supposed to be made out of sugar or whatever. It's actually just a wax teacup, and he just like ate it anyway. Just like, and I love a good commitment to the bit. So yeah, hats off to you, sir. I love that. I was going to be very upset if Gene Wilder did not get drafted. Okay. Um, he's one of my favorite people, maybe. Um, and this movie's probably why. He was so weird. Like, he had this, like, mischievous smile throughout the entire movie. Like, he's like, y'all are all not going to survive. He knows. <laughs> y'all are fucked. Yeah. I mean, like, it takes us a certain talent to be, like, so mischievous and mysterious but also yeah. like so lovable the role yeah. like when he you know going out to meet everybody he's got the cane and he just does the tumble you're like oh crap what are we in for that was and his then, like, idea such yep. a, of course it is that dude is yeah he was like i want to come in like this because then you won't know from then on whether i'm lying or not throughout the rest of the movie just like crazy shit out there and the snozberries taste like snozberries. I quote <laughs> daily, probably. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. some really sneaky... Where is that wallpaper? And that's some really sneaky quotable lines. Like, I, Kristen, how, it, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I was yelling at the top of my lungs, you you get nothing, you lose. <laughs> Good every, day, sir. Every time... <laughs> me, and, me and Dominic do a lot of drafting. Like we said, we, we draft every season of the challenge, essentially. We draft, like characters in a tv show we're watching you know so like there's a lot of winning and losing in the house and so that line gets thrown around yeah anytime i get to pull a damon and draft something she really wanted that line comes out and i get to scream at the top of my lungs that she gets nothing (laughs) she loses good day sir kyle how do you feel about willy wonka well so that that part was speaking of like watching as a kid and then watching it later that is where I just would stop watching as a kid. I was like, this is such a fun ride. And now he's a dick. Like, <laughs> and, and, a dick. and watching it now, it's amazing. Like, it's it's such a fun turn. And then the rest of the movie is fantastic. But, like, I, I love the tunnel scene. Talk about, like, yeah, Dom, I'm not convinced you're not a horror fan. Because... I think you're a liar. That's fair. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just open to it, but I don't know it yet. Maybe, no. man. I just, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that tunnel scene is just intense, man. But it's such a great movie. Um G- I agree about Gene Wilder. He has such a weird energy. I think he, this is a weird comparison, but he and Chevy Chase both had just this real like manic energy. Chevy Chase is like the negative side of it because he genu- yeah. genuinely was a dick. I mean, in right. real life and also in his roles. And then Gene Wilder is still able to be like compassionate in his roles and like empathetic right. while being absolutely nuts. Like you don't know what he's going to do next. Um, I didn't know that about him like 
improving the role that's great because that's the way his mind works like i love that it's it's great i'm a big fan of like fun facts this is one of those movies that like they'll show it like on amc and like at the bottom of the screen they'll show like fun yeah. facts like so and so yes. was born in 1932 but like sometimes they'll actually be interesting <laughs> yeah I, yeah it's scary parts of this movie like you know i thought grandpa joe and charlie was gonna get their heads cut off by the fan <laughs> and then the creepy dude just following charlie in the street yeah hey, yes hey, for me <laughs> what the hell is happening it's so we established that it's dom a is a liar and he's a sadist and a sociopath that's what we've <laughs> established right okay great just want to be on the same page yeah i also remember being upset uh in what year was it 2005 when they did the remake Trash. and Trash. i didn't like as if i look at that movie just by itself it's i don't think it's objectively horrible but yeah. But seeing someone else do what Gene Wilder did is just offensive to me. And also seeing what he did with it is offensive. It's like, this is the same character. You don't get to just completely change it. I could go on about that. But uh, it's, it's, it's an iconic role that I hope they never remake. Um, and I hope just... I mean, they, they are carrying it already. As a well, I'm upset. Then. They tried. <laughs> I they should stop trying. Like a TV show. Or is it supposed to be a movie? I don't know. But it'd be a it's bad TV show. It's supposed to be like his prequel life, like before he was oh, like... Oh, okay. That's, a better, say, that's yeah, a better idea. I would, I'm into that. Otherwise, Although, it's going to be like a really short season of Survivor where you well, know who gets voted out. A sequel would honestly be better. Like, Willy Wonka should not be in it because Willy Wonka is Gene, Gene Wilder and anybody else is not that. Did, didn't <laughs> they make a, uh, a Broadway musical out of it too? Wasn't that a thing? Short-lived, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, I'm so glad they got picked. That was probably going to be my next pick. So, hey, hey, screw you. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Damon get, no, didn't win one pick? That. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I'll be fine. Uh, Take a ball and go home. Um, amazing board. So what are you going to follow up with? It makes me really sad, like, looking at my spreadsheet and just all the movies that aren't going to get picked. So just, like, RIP to all of them. But I want to keep on this trend of just, like, lighthearted you know and like movie musicals the 70s was a wild time for movie musicals and like as I was doing the research I realized like I've I've been a big theater fan since I was like a kid I've been like in theater and like seen a lot of it and I didn't realize how many of like the ones that introduced me to musical theater were like made in the 70s and it was like overwhelming to look at so if I'm going to pick one of those for my last pick I'm going to go ahead and choose the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Um, uh, for those who haven't seen it, two kids go out on a drive, have a great time, and then no one goes to space, and it's totally fine. Um, oh, that sounds super anticlimactic. Yeah, wild stuff. Um, iconic movie, musical, you know, lines, again, it's very similar to the... Um, Monty Python thing where I mean you can say like one line from it and if someone knows it it's like oh like that's my tribe kind of thing yeah. um, definitely did the time warp at my sweet 16 definitely you know the live showings are a blast and a half just I, I love a movie with bits I love a good bit like in general and so I love that this one is like stood the test of time in that way totally iconic the casting is incredible the songs are amazing the costumes and everything it's it's so much fun Tim Curry is a god. I, I love Tim Curry. Like God slash goddess, who's to yeah. say? Who knows? Who's to say? Who knows? Yeah, he's just amazing. Um, 
they're they they uh, that role was just so charismatic and flamboyant and like it owned every every single time he was on the screen like you just can't look away from what he's doing um i love this movie it might be like the cult classic like when yeah. i think of a cult movie this is what i think of the, like, exactly it, the following behind this movie still like people will sell out theaters just all over to go watch it live and i have to go to one like it looks like so much fun um yeah it's a wild time and like it's been going on for such a long time at this magnitude of like so strong of a following i think it just it's just such a testament to like how this movie is a piece of like subculture you know vibes and i love it kyle how do you feel about the rocky art picture show yeah i love it i also definitely want to see it in a theater like I, that's a, a big bucket list thing i want to see this and i want to see the room like those are just the two that i i have room. to see in the theater i will warn Amazing. the two of you before you go to a live taping you may or may not know this already but when you first go there is a virgin ceremony where they'll ask who here is it your first time seeing a live show and then you will be pulled on stage there will be some kind of thing it's a great fun time it's like you're hazed and initiated it and it's just it's, it's so much fun love hazed. it don't have social anxiety at all. Love it. Can't wait to go. <laughs> social anxiety, but at the same time, that sounds so thrilling. Right. Like, yeah. Yes. I, it yeah. It's the... simultaneously horrifying and thrilling. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I love it. It's a great movie. It is. I if I was going to go with the musical, it would have been this one. Um, but it's it's fantastic. It is utterly like rewatchable too. Um, a lot of these are, but I feel like this one is just you can watch it on loop and it's still very entertaining so it's a great pick yeah this is one of the prime examples of the when i was doing my research for this movie I, I, or for this movie for this uh draft i realized that i am most likely not going to win our, our our ensuing vote because there are so many classics and like objectively great movies from this decade that i either haven't seen because i just haven't or because for whatever reason i'm not interested in them and this is one of them and it's not that i'm not interested in it i just haven't seen it for whatever reason, it skipped me, or I skipped it. And I mean, you I just never... you just weren't a theater kid. I wasn't a theater kid, the and then it, and way. then yeah, and then at the age when I might have seen it, it seemed nerdy because the theater kids seemed nerdy, um, <laughs> and it just seemed like something I wouldn't be into. And then now, like I would, I'll, I, I I will eventually see it in my life. But this is a prime example of why I'm going to lose uh, the vote for this draft um, because that is a beloved movie and. Uh, and property and it's it's one that i'm just completely blind to so i think it's a it's it's pretty great that you are able to draft something that beloved this late it speaks yeah. definitely i'm gonna introduce it to you in the same way that it was introduced to me where i i woke up on i had fallen asleep in the living room when i was a kid and i woke up and it was like you know like the middle of the night my dad's in there and he's watching it on tv I was like, what is this? Like in my half groggy state. And that's how I first was exposed to it. So that's that's what I'm going to do to you. You're just going to be like I'm surprised in. with it and you're going to love it. That's sometimes that's the best way to introduce someone to a movie. Just don't don't let them have any time to think about it. Just say, this is what we're watching. Right. Put your phone away. We're watching this now. Have fun. <laughs> you either like it or don't, but you're in now. So, I mean, isn't that what our parents did to us as kids almost? I mean, oh, yeah. it's just like, this is what we're watching. Okay, either go to the other room or watch it, you know? Yes. Right. And you had to deal with it. Um, I watched this, like, first, like, in college, and it was the perfect time for me to watch it. I just fell in love. The music is amazing. Damn it. 
Janet. And um, the Time Warp is is an amazing dance. I love this movie. I'm glad it got picked because I probably wasn't going to pick it, but it, it was definitely going to. It was, it was pretty close. So glad he went with it. Yeah. Uh, any last words about the the show? Uh, no. All right, then we are going to move along uh, to my next pick, I believe. Yes. Let's see. Um, there are so many movies, like we keep on saying, that could go and that aren't going to be picked. Um, if I wanted to win, I would go Godfather Part 2, but I I still haven't even seen it. And then that would just be a sham. That'd be a lie. <laughs> it'd really be two and two movies. Shouldn't have said anything about it. Shouldn't have told us. You should have just bullshitted your way through. Yeah, you should have yeah, just bullshitted. <laughs> I haven't seen the first one, but man, do I love the second My one. My favorite is how much it hinged on the events of the first one. Yeah. Really? Before streaming, you know, that'd be very believable, okay? Because, like, you just watch whatever movies would come on uh, yeah, TV or rental. Yep. So I didn't see Rocky 1 first. I'm pretty sure I saw Rocky 3 and 4, like, 10 times before I ever got to see Rocky 1. Um, That's fair. I, like, I saw Prometheus before I saw Alien. And I saw... Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is going on here? <laughs> oh, actually, Alien versus Predator in theaters, y'all. Oh, I definitely um, saw that, that was... in high school or middle school, however that, old that I was. That is a very, like, dude sentence. Like, the three of you are just like, yeah. And it's like, nah. Yeah. I definitely like I am not in any way here. endorsing this movie. I just, yeah. you know. Oh, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not. Have fun. I'm gonna walk around the mall and I'll. I'm not dying <laughs> on the hill of Alien versus Predator, but I definitely saw it when I was younger. Um, But I'm. I'm leaning between two movies and it's either one of my favorite comedies and it's super underrated or like a movie I've probably maybe watched more than any other movie. And I feel like, like my five-year-old self would hate me if I didn't go with this movie. And I feel like I'm going to have to, I'm going to go with Grease. Oh, That's an excellent course. pick. Yeah, this is one of the other examples of why I'm going to lose this draft. <laughs> I love Grease. Okay. I don't even know. I, it doesn't hold up super well. You know, there's some really like problematic parts in it. It's a movie of the seventies, of course, but that's no excuse, but the music is so infectious. The acting is amazing. Like Danny Zuko is like so good. Kaniki freaking, um, our girl Rizzo Rizzo. So fun in that movie. She's like, just like, so over everyone just ready to get out of there. Um, and then it's just, Sandy is so great. Like her, her transformation was so fun through that. I, I just, I love the movie. The songs I could, you know, sing probably for you. I'm not going to do that though. Um, <laughs> but I had to pick this movie, and I, I'm super, super happy about my board. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about Greece? Uh, this is terrible. I did not research and completely thought this was an '80s movie for some reason. Um, cool. I know it's close though, right? It's like seventy-eight, I think. Seventy-eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. I, I still remember when, like, I think we were doing the, I don't know, one of our episodes with Olivia, and randomly Damon was just like, "Yeah, Grease is one of my favorite movies of all time," and it was before we did video, and we were really like, both of us were like, we wish we could see each other's faces right now because we were both just gobsmacked. Um, but it's great. Like, I understand it's it's a great movie. Uh, like you said, not a lot of it holds up you know, messaging wise, but it's eternally um, one of these, like, this is a trend of these movies, like very rewatchable and very just easy to watch. You know, you can just kind of pop it on at any time. Um, 
I love the the batshit ending. Um, I yeah, was going to say one of my favorite uh, things to do is ask people who say they like Grease, maybe haven't seen it in a while, and I'm like, "Do you remember how it ends?" And like, right? Well, they all just dance, right? And it's like, no, no. there's another thing. <laughs> there's a very big thing that happens that just feels out of place, but also perfectly appropriate. Um, and yeah, Rizzo is the MVP. I mean, yeah, she's she is the star of the movie. If 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 it's up to me, but it's a, it's a great movie. I, John Travolta is just an absolute nutcase now, but he was fantastic in this movie and just a, a fantastic leading man. So great pick. Love it. Kristen, how do you feel about Greece? I love Greece. I can like, I can hear it and see it so clearly in my brain. Like it's almost uncomfortable. I can't even count how many times I've probably seen the movie, but yeah iconic pick i'm also just gonna i have to say how much i love greece too this is just the time that i'm gonna yeah. talk about that for a second yeah. oh my god it's so good guys yeah in terms of like great bad movies but yeah we wouldn't have had it without greece so no but greece on its own is just it's a classic so many one-liners so many good songs i think we've all been to karaoke so we all know greece and the music of greece so such a good pick i'm surprised one of the ones that again i'm surprised that it was still available yeah to. uh dom have you seen yeah, greece do you like i have i have not this is one of the what long, these last two movies are the are, are perfect examples of why i'm not going to win this draft uh there's just for some reason i have uh these these weird blind spots uh to I like I super to iconic movies right now <laughs> well i mean if we want to get into it briefly like my i grew up with super young parents like my um my mom was 20 when she had me she was born in 72 my dad was born in 70 so the movies that they pushed on me were the movies that they loved, which were right. 80s movies. Dominic, yeah. what, was the first, what was the first movie you ever saw? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, put me on the spot. I, I have no, no clue. <laughs> what movie did you see that you were definitely way too young for? Oh, I saw Training Day when I was like nine or eight. <laughs> I saw oh, it no. the year it came out. Also, Matrix, <laughs> the year it came out, I saw it. But. I still have... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they just, they, they didn't really introduce me to 70s movies, and it, it, it wasn't something that, uh, was, you know, something that I was going to come across naturally. Um, so I haven't seen it, but obviously it's a classic, and it's something that I need to watch, um, and it's a reason why I'm not going to win this draft, so congratulations. <laughs> it's a great movie about the, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> they, they got a diner scene, they got a uh Franchi is awesome you know the beauty school dropout that's so good so good it's like the the songs like you could literally just watch a montage of the songs on youtube and you could pretty see see most of the movie you know because there's a lot of them so you could do that but watch the whole movie i I definitely (laughs) i also want to say real quick just tangentially uh they've been doing a lot of those like live like performances of all these classic musicals not all of them are great. The Grease mm-hmm. one is fantastic. It's so good. Uh, Vanessa think, Hudgens plays yeah. Rizzo, and she's so good. Like, embracing the campiness of it. Just really, like, for the win there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why didn't I think of Grease for franchises earlier? God damn it. Because you're a bad person, Damon. <laughs> Why didn't you think of Godfather? That's... <laughs> Why yeah. not Gremlins? We could go yeah, on. Yeah, ultimately, you ended up winning, so... I won. I won by... <laughs> So it doesn't matter. Oh, um, man. Uh, okay, we got one, one more pick. I think we are going to take one last break before we unveil it. See you. Yes. Real- oh, my God. I'm so happy. 
Yeah, so then I just politely declined his offer to go back to his home with uh, with him and his wife. And that's how I found out William Howard Taft was a swinger. Yeah, crazy story, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, hello there. Um, I didn't realize this was recording, but while we're here, <clears throat> Planet Fantasy is brought to you by the Coalition Against Dr. Pepper. Look, you know it, I know it. Our safety, our health is being threatened right now, and that's by one thing, Dr. Pepper. Luckily, there is a cause working hard, working vigilantly against this heinous, heinous drink, and you can help. We are currently campaigning to get Dr. Pepper removed from grocery stores, gas stations, college campuses, where we all know they do their worst work, and you can help. All you have to do is visit change.org slash Dr. Pepper equal Satan. That's change.org slash Dr. Pepper equal Satan. It's that easy. One click at a time, we're all going to remove this heinous drink and enter a Dr. Pepper list 2021. I believe it. You believe it. Let's make it happen, America. Back to, back to Planet Fantasy. And we're back. And we are in the very last pick of the Acolytes of Film Draft, the 1970s. We've hit some truly iconic movies, some what you would say would maybe be some of the best movies of all time. It's truly an amazing decade. So with the last pick, what are you going to put up on the board, Kyle? All right. Um, lots of directions I could go. I could just be an asshole and pick Rocky too, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what a broy board you would have. Right. And I've been, I've been accused in the past of, of being a film bro, so I'm not going to do that. Um, let's see. Okay. I think this this draft is like Damon said, tons of classics. I don't think we have any Disney love yet. Um, and with the '60s, like it was hard. Other than Mary Poppins, it was hard to find some Disney classics from that decade. This has some pretty good ones. I think I'm gonna go with Robin Hood. Um, nice. It's like a real sneaky like Disney favorite of mine. Like I, I just. Yeah, it holds up. It's real fun. First of all, I just love the Robin Hood story in any form or fashion I can take. I mean, I've seen every shitty live action that they've tried to make. I mean, the Errol Flynn one is great, but like, yeah, I'll I'll see it no matter what, just because it's such a fun story. But um, this one is so fun. It's another that's just a real easy watch. Like you, you can just put this on at any point and, you know, sing along to the the songs and just like it's it's real easy um and again it's it's a real fun story it's one that you can watch as a kid and appreciate but you can i watch it now and still it genuinely holds up and it's still a very fun movie um doesn't get really boring like a lot of these older disney movies like in the middle <laughs> um yeah and it's it's just great it's a fun watch i love that this got picked dom how do you feel about robin hood so continuing a theme, I oh Dominic, have you movie. not seen I, Robin Hood? I have not seen this movie, but I have heard that uh, this was uh, for a lot of of women in my life. This was that one of their first um, animated crushes. Um, Me too. So I have to see it for just that. Yeah, that's fair. Good point. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky you haven't seen it because then we might not be together. Because you, yeah, you <laughs> like it's too much confidence. I've look, I've seen some like pictures from it and some clips. I I can't compete with that so 
Uh, no, I mean, I, I have not seen it. It's, again, on my list. I really want to see it. Um, but I have not. But uh, great pick. There's, a, there's another animated movie I think that you should have picked. But given that I haven't seen this, I guess I can't really say that. Because I can't right. compare the two. So right. it's a great pick. I, I think this is my favorite version of, um, of Little John. I love Little John. Correct. Yeah. Yes, very much so. I, I love the version of the of the king. I mean, the sheriff. The sheriff yeah. is just. It, <laughs> I love this version. Like the anthropomorphic uh, adaptation is so well done. I wish they would go back to this in other forms. You know, if you do it right, it it, it really hits. The music's um, a fun movie. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. I just can picture it in my head. It, it's super light, lighthearted. Um, like you could put it on in the background and and just be like just enjoying the the vibe of it. It's a really vibe movie. Uh, Chris, yeah. how do you about Robin yeah. Hood? Yeah, I mean, much like you guys said, this is in my mind when I think of Robin Hood. Like this is the iteration I think that I like default to as the original for me. I love the story in all of its forms, but like every time I think of Little John, I'm like, oh, it's a bear. And every time <laughs> it's not a bear, I'm surprised. So. The music is so good. It's so catchy and it's so underrated. I'm. It makes me sad when like I work with kids a lot and we'll talk about like our favorite Disney songs and they've like never heard of it, never heard of any of the songs. And it makes me feel so old and sad. But I mean, also like the range in the movie is very impressive because there's definitely parts of it that I saw when I was a kid that like made me cry or like very like dark and sad. Yes. Um, and just like, oh no, like I didn't expect it to go here. Um yeah. And so good. It's part of that, like, Disney era where, like, they reused a lot of the cells, you know, like, you'll look online and it's like, oh, like, this is just a cell from, like, Snow White that they now put into this movie kind of thing. But because it's all, like, anthropomorphized, they kind of, like, can get away with it in a way that you would believe it's all just, like, totally fresh and original. And I love it. It's such a good pick. It is. Um, I mean, there's, like, over 70 adaptations of Robin Hood. That's insane. Uh I think he's probably maybe the third or fourth most adapted. I, we've talked before, Sherlock yeah. Holmes, easily number yeah. one. Right. Yeah. I mean, because because Sherlock Holmes, I don't know if Robin Hood is, but I know that Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain now. I don't. Yes. I would imagine Robin Hood oh, must right. be also. But like, it has to be with all the movies that's been made. Right. Right. No yeah. one, the like, no one owns the rights. It seems like you can anyone can make a Robin Hood movie. Yeah. I mean, it turns out that we love it when rich people get stolen from like, that's just a thing that we love who knew <laughs> who knew who could have known other favorite robin hood movie it, it is men in tights i, I oh I yeah gotta love me yeah. some milk so gotta sure. mention but if any animated movie was going to be picked i'd say it was either should have been this or the hobbit so hmm. the hobbit was in the 70s right, right. Oh, no you're, you're forgetting the best animated one and that would be winnie the pooh all right that was my fifth pick so yeah <laughs> I had it there. I mean, I didn't know if it would count because it's just a bunch of shorts, but it uh, I think it counts as a feature film. I think so. it, it should count. I, young me watched that on repeat for yep. days and days and days. Well, well yeah, let's cool. let's talk honorable mentions because I know we have a ton. I mean, this is such a great decade. Um, Kristen, did you have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to like rapid fire through. If I had to pick like movie musical, like honorable mentions, I could have said Hair. I could have said Jesus Christ Superstar or Tommy or, you know, Man of La Mancha. I, you know, if we were going to go animated, I could have said Snoopy Come Home. I could have said Charlotte's Web. Um, and then in we didn't say Blazing Saddles. I'm surprised that you guys didn't pick Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that was on my list. Or Animal House. I thought those two were going to go. Um, 
Yeah. No one said The Exorcist or The Omen either, like for horror movies. But like, I mean, we could be here all day if we tried to draft yeah. the rest of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dom, you got any not mentioned? Yeah, yet? I'll go through them quick too. I mean, Godfather Part Two, but I feel like we've already mentioned that. Uh, no, Winnie I've never Pooh. heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Good guys. Slapshot is an amazing uh, sports. I'm so movie. surprised you didn't say. I, I almost <laughs> took it. It's it is it holds a really dear place in my heart. Some of it does not age well at all, but that's sort of with a lot of these movies. That's how it goes. Uh, it's a really great Paul Newman. Uh, it's it's just a great movie. Um, Young Frankenstein, another Gene Wilder classic. Um, there was one other one, I think. No, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. And Jeremiah Johnson, which is a random uh, Western movie with Robert Redford that I grew up watching because my grandpa loved uh, Westerns, and I love that movie. And it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. Oh, and I was surprised that none of you picked the Muppet movie. It's not a favorite of mine, but... That was up there for my last pick, for sure. That is, that is screaming somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um... No, that was definitely up there for my last pick. I, I love the, the Muppets, and it's the original, and just like... Uh... Yeah, it's an amazing movie, but I, I just, I, you know, I, there's a lot of other things that I watched more. Like I said, Grease was like my, my just movie. I just would put on rewind over and over again for some reason. I don't know why. This decade is just too stacked. We could have had like 10 people drafting and, and we, we still would have had stacked teams. Yeah. Or like list. Any other movies you want to mention that uh, hasn't been? Uh, yeah, I mean, I if I didn't get Star Wars, I would have picked Star Trek out of pure spite, but it's not a good movie. Wrath <laughs> uh, uh-huh. is out of, is so much better. Um, the French Connection is a fun mo- uh, movie. Another one I thought you guys were definitely going to pick. And I was real close to Network and The Sting. I love yeah. both of those mm-hmm. movies, um, but it's just I don't rewatch them a whole lot. Um, and then The Rescuers was the other Disney one I was very close. Oh, to and Aristocats. Yes. Yeah. I love both of those oh, so much. I have not seen one of them, which <laughs> is I know super shocking to you guys. Wow. Arist- uh, okay. I have seen so, Aristocats. I have not seen the Rescuers. Oh man, that and then Rescuers Down Under are amazing. I thought for oh, sure one of you was going to take anime. Dawn of the Dead. Also. Oh yeah. No, that was. Yeah. That was seventies. That's right. Yeah. Just too many movies. Like yeah. too many. Too if many. If I'd gone hard. Um, Exorcist next, you know that was like on like tenth on my board. But one movie I haven't mentioned that was actually almost my fourth pick, The Jerk. I haven't seen oh. The oh Jerk. Oh my gosh, I, the, the Jerk is amazing. Yeah, it's a rags to riches to rags, and it's Steve Martin at his best in my oh, mind. Oh, I love Steve he's Martin. Just all, all still, he's so funny. He has a dog called Shitface. It's amazing. <laughs> um, That's incredible. I mean, the movie starts off with Steve Martin saying that he was born a poor black child. I think this tells you all you need to know about the rest of the film. And I'm going to call it a film. I like it. This man really hates I'm also (laughs) contractually bound uh, because of my friendship with Katie. I've never seen it, but she asked me to shout out Grey Gardens. It's apparently a really good documentary. Um, Correct. I was very I out like of it last night. My grandma has talked to me about that's, which makes sense. That it also sounds about right. Like yeah, that's, that sounds accurate. Uh, I was very out of it, and I was like, I thought she said Anne of Green Gables, and I was very confused. Um, yeah. Part of me wanted to go yeah. that like dramatic route. I was almost. I, I also wanted to, to talk about Paper Moon. Maybe if that like would have come up, if we had like more things oh, to talk about. Sure. Um, just in terms of like film, important filmmaking things. Um, but I think there's just so many picks that are just fun and important to us. 
like from our like teenagehood that like you know yeah. that feeling kind of seemed to trump everything yeah. else for this picture. also yes. the hobbit animated film which remains the best hobbit you just want to talk movie. one more time about the hobbit animation. i just want to reiterate that it's better than any other hobbit movie ever made <laughs> there's one movie i have to mention before we go because i don't i figured i wasn't gonna draft it but it's so fun bed knobs and broomsticks if hmm. you've never watched it, please yeah. watch it i've not it's heard of had- it, oh, it has the Mary Poppins kind of vibe, but it's yeah. such a different it's movie. It's like if Mary Poppins had been made with Angela Lansbury and the same kids are in that movie also, then <laughs> that's what she's... Yeah, This is going to be shocking to you guys, but I've never seen Mary Poppins. So well, Dominic is like is 12 years old. Jesus, <laughs> 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 you have time. You get time to catch up. Wow. Well, I used to watch Mary Poppins and Bedknobs and Perfect, like back to back. Yeah, and they're just so fun. Um, I you got to watch those now. So I had to mention that. Um, and anyone want to mention anything else before we get out of here? I mean, Any shout other? out to Soylent Green, the best movie that no one's hey. ever seen. <laughs> the uns the unsung hero. Um, <laughs> I love it. I unironically love that movie. I think it's great, but it should be remade. Check out our remakes draft. Uh, yeah, we could honestly just keep going. Like, it's such a stacked decade. And the yeah. crazy thing is, uh, next time it's going to be even more difficult because the 80s is even better. Yeah. So, well, but, um, yeah. So, Kristen, Dom, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you thank guys you for having so us. much. This has been, like, like I can cross this off my bucket list now. I'm just so flattered <laughs> and happy to be here, and I had so much fun. You yourself back to the Nick Cage <sighs> movie draft. So, you and Austin will be on that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> One day when we're talking about the lobster, I'll sure I'll be sure to invite you back. Yeah, we're just gonna do a uh, a lobster draft. <laughs> God, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> okay, that's off the board. And Dom, I think we will have you back for the draft, or is it a team? Or do we have no? Do we not have any lined up? Listen, I will be on whenever you want me on, David. So you just let me well, know. You, you, uh, <laughs> I know I, I'm going to invite you back for some sort of sports draft of some sort at I'm some in. point. So I'll draft uh, whatever sport you want, except NASCAR. Except NASCAR. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Kyle, you got anything else you want to tell the people at home? No, guys, just stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be um, hitting you with the next episode of The Effies, breaking down uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So um, stay tuned for that, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.